Hey guys, and welcome to Behind the Arrow Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Clinton. I'm um, after some consideration the last few weeks, uh, the last few days really, and talking to some people, I've decided to change the name from Foresight Outdoors to Behind the Arrow. A little bit more catchy name, uh, a little shorter. Try and draw some people in that browsing around on all the podcasting platforms. Try and get some more listeners uh, to tune in and check out my stories and whatnot. So it's still going to be the same show uh, between my hunting stories and news and anything I find relevant in, within hunting, fishing, and conservation here in Ontario and Canada. Um, still bringing all that stuff. Uh, just a different name, something a little more catchy, like I said, and I like it a little bit better. So we're just going to go with that and uh, see how it all plays out. But uh, I didn't get out to do much turkey hunting since I was last put in an episode last week. I got out twice. Um, I believe it was Tuesday night I got out and I actually made my first little video edit of my hunt. Uh, you can find that on the Foresight Outdoors YouTube channel. Nothing fancy, nothing special. Uh, it's just a short little video I put together and uh, working and learning on that as well. So go check it out. Um, leave a comment. Subscribe to the channel. We're going to get some more content and more videos up there here shortly. So make sure you hit subscribe. Give the video a like. Leave me a comment. What you think. And we'll go from there. So, like I said, on that hunt, we were unsuccessful again, uh, and then I got out Saturday morning. I was able to get out nice and early. Uh, just another super quiet morning. Um, didn't see any birds, didn't hear any birds. It's been that way the last few times. I think uh, just with getting later in the season that they've kind of moved out of the area. Uh, it's a pretty high-pressured area. With, uh, I know there's a bunch of hunters on the neighboring properties as well, so I think with the pressure and just the season change, I think they've moved out of the area, and I probably won't have any more success there this year. I have one more week left in the season here in Ontario, so I might try and get out on Saturday again, uh, which would be like the last day or the second last day of the season, just to get out and see if I can put anything together. Um, it'd be great if I could, and uh, we will see for sure. But the other thing I want to talk about today is how I got into the outdoors and what originally drew me in and my journey of how I got to where I am now and the fears that I had um, trying to get involved all by myself without it being a family thing and without having a mentor really to show me besides some guys that I've met along the way so to start that story off it started really when I was about eight nine years old maybe um growing up in a small town my good friend at the times parents owned a farm and his grandpa was a hunter so I remember being up there at his place and uh his grandpa had come home from their moose camp and they were successful they got a giant bull moose um, thinking back, it may not as be as big as we thought it was then, but at our young age, we thought it was pretty spectacular. Um, I don't have any specs on it or anything like that. I was way too young to even know that that kind of stuff existed, but, uh, he brought it home and we were up there. So we all ran over and I remember checking it out on the trailer. He let us take some pictures with it. 
and that kind of thing and then we got to ride down to the butcher shop with them to help them unload it and uh, the one thing I can tell you is it took two four-wheelers to drag that moose off that trailer at the butcher shop so that was pretty exciting and that's kind of what drove me to it is seeing that animal for the first time and realizing what's out there um again back then it wasn't about the meat it was more about the animals and i wanted to get involved i wanted to go see those animals i wanted to find those animals and it's kind of where it really sunk in that i could do something like that so i never got that close with his grandfather so i never was able to learn anything from him or tag along with him on any of his hunts and my parents were never involved in hunting so being at that age they never had any interest of letting me sign up for like the junior hunter program or whatever it is here in Ontario to get my junior license or my youth license and follow along with someone like that so it just sat in the back of my head and I just carried on with my everyday life I guess until I turned about 18 or somewhere between 18 and 20 and I really got the bug back and I was like you know what I'm old enough now I got the money now I can go and try and do this on my own so I went out I got my first compound bow um, I went and did my hunter's ed in my pal course to get my hunting license and my firearms license and started playing with my, with a bow a lot it was just a cheap little entry-level Cabela's bow um, I shot that thing every day I could set a target up in my buddy's backyard who lived just outside of town and I'd go there after work and I'd shoot that bow as many times as I could when I first started I definitely went through a pile of arrows I can tell you that much I was not very good but I'm with all the practice I did I got pretty uh, proficient with it and uh, I love shooting still it's one of my favorite things to do if I'm not out hunting or fishing or if I have any spare time, I usually try and get out and at least go shoot for a couple hours just to keep the muscle memory, and it's just something I love to do. So I've graduated bows. I have no longer used the uh, little Cabela's bow anymore. I'm, I've Right now I'm shooting a Bowtech Realm. Uh, it's a pretty sweet bow. I just got it two years ago, I believe. Um, I love it. It's a wonderful bow. It shoots a super nice and uh that's what i'm playing with now but anyways back to the story so when i got my hunter's ed and i got my first bow once i was fairly proficient with it i still didn't have the courage to go and buy a tag and go and try and find an animal so i was at the point where it's it's like i can do this i have all the stuff i need but what do i do if i'm successful um i never it was the biggest fear that i had is if I was successful, what was I going to do then? So that's one thing that just kind of discouraged me a bunch to not go out and uh, try it for my own and teach myself and whatnot because I was just, there's all those lingering fears in the back of my head. So a couple years went by again, me just shooting, still not having the courage to go get a tag and go out and try it on my own. I ended up meeting up with a guy who ran coon dogs out of the Collingwood area. So me and him got talking for a bit and he ended up inviting me out uh to do a few hunts with him when he was running his dogs at night <coughs> sorry <clears throat> so i went out with him i was like oh yeah this 
this is great. This is a perfect opportunity for me to get out in the woods. For me to learn different tricks of the woods and just maneuvering around and what to do with an animal once once we kill it. So we ended up getting a bunch of coons. I went out with him. I was running dogs with him for probably about three or four years. He taught me lots, uh, especially about skinning and all that stuff. I know they were just coons, but it's great practice just to be able to get your hands dirty and get familiar with and getting used to it, right? So he taught me a bunch of stuff like that. Like I said, I was running dogs with him for probably three or four years and still hadn't broken into any big game yet. But uh, I ended up getting my own dog, uh, Redbone, and uh, ran him a few times, but then I got in some financial issues and had to get rid of him. I just couldn't maintain it between all the gas running it out there and all that kind of stuff. So I had to sell the dog and uh, move on from that, get my get some stuff back in order. So I was probably 24, 25 when that was all happening. And then once I got my stuff back in line, I decided that now's the time. So about three or four years ago, I finally said, this is it. I'm I'm doing it. So I went out and I got my first deer tag. Just a buck tag. Didn't enter the draw or anything like that. Went out and bought a tree stand. Got permission on a hunk of land. Got my tree stand set up. Everything set up and I was all gung-ho. I was I was ready. Had everything I needed. Gung-ho to get out there. Went and sat my tree stand and nothing. I drew blanks for the first two years it was all but all gung-ho and everything like that i bought everything i needed i was ready to go sit but the one thing i didn't realize is how much time and energy you have to put into scouting and finding the proper areas and even the proper proper areas on any piece of land if you got a parcel of land the time and energy you have to put in just to hunt or just to find them the right areas on that land you could set up in one area and it'd be the completely wrong corner so i had really had to bite the bullet there and put in that time and energy to go and scout that piece of land and see what i could find and find the proper areas to set up there so once i learned that i got out and i started scouting more started working towards it reading doing all the research i could to actually make sure i was finding these proper areas to go and I did that over the years, got some better setups, got some better gear. I know it's not all about the gear. You don't need the most expensive and the most brand new equipment they have on the market to be successful. It's all about just the time and energy you put into it. So I've, over the years, like I said, that was three or four years ago, so... Over the years, I still have not got my first deer, but I've gotten closer. I'm in the right areas. My tree, my trail cams are showing me I'm in the right areas. All my scouting and everything's paying off. I just haven't been able to put it together yet. Um, it's probably still some things I'm doing wrong in my setups and whatnot, but I am still trying. I am still working towards it huge. I love learning everything I am. Uh, and that's kind of what this show's about, and it's kind of what made me want to put this show together in my YouTube channel and all that. Because I want to 
share my journey and everything I'm learning. I want to make sure I can share it. So anyone else that's in the same boat has somewhere to go to and pick up what's working and what's not working and just get their little reminders of things they have to do. So as I'm learning and I'm going about what I'm doing, um, I'm looking forward to sharing that and trying to help some other people as well. So we're going to have some stuff up on YouTube for that with that for sure as well. Um, so the, these first, maybe this first year is not going to be anything too entertaining for, um, you experienced guys, but if you guys listen in or watch the videos or whatever, any tips and tricks you have, leave comments so me and others can read them as well. Uh, that's one thing I love about this sport is you get the right group of guys and everyone's willing to help each other. Everyone wants to see each other be successful. It's not a, uh, it's not one of those sports where you're just trying to outdo your competition. Everyone that I've met within the hunting community so far and the fishing community so far, they may not give you direct, this is where I'm fishing or this is where I'm hunting, especially when it comes to public lands and whatnot, but they're definitely more than willing to share any information they can that's not going to really wreck their experience. You know what I mean? So they won't give you their exact positions, but they'll definitely tell you what to look for in certain areas and anything you're doing wrong, like decoy setups or anything like that. People are always willing to share different ideas and different ways to set up your decoys to help bring in birds and whatnot. So it's a very fun and very entertaining community when you get talking to people so if you guys have any tips or tricks leave them in the comments um i'm willing to learn i love learning i love reading what people have to say i spend a lot of time researching i'm just looking to pass that information on so that's my story of how i got to where i'm at and why i'm doing what i'm doing with the podcast and with the youtube channel um, so I'm looking to have a lot of fun, looking to meet some nice people, some cool people throughout it all and, uh, getting people better and more successful in the woods, working together with anyone on here. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, all I got for today's episode. I'm looking forward to reading some comments or hearing back from anybody. Um, make sure you head over to YouTube and check out my YouTube channel. Like I said, there's just the one video up there for now. Hoping to get some more up, especially in the next few days as we get working on the Thicket project I've talked about before. I'm excited for that to start. And uh, follow along on Instagram as well, uh, foresight underscore outdoors on Instagram. Uh, I try to put up not a whole bunch of content to really overwhelm anyone but i try to get a few posts up every couple days and i'm having a lot of fun with this and i hope you guys are enjoying it i'm excited to see all the feedback and thanks for tuning in